Blog Talk Radio. Matthew, I'm of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, what's up? How's it going out there? 
doing all right, man. It's just hot up, hot right now. But what's, what's going on with you, man? Hot as balls, man. Hot as balls. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of, of course, you know, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Sports of Religion. Uh, we'll talk about various topics. Talk about Mike Piazza going, uh, to the Hall of Fame Sunday night, or should I say Sunday after Sunday uh, afternoon last week? Uh, Saturday, he his number finally got uh, you know inducted uh, into the Mets uh, Hall of Fame, even though he got inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, previously, but his number's finally retired. Um, we'll also talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick finally re-signing with the Jets. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about what happened with Raw and SmackDown, you know, the first official episodes of the new era. And, of course, we're going to give our little uh, feedback about what happened uh, with the Battleground pay-per-view event. Uh, so, you know, before we get to that, of course, you know, the number is 917-388-4189. That's 917 917- Three eight eight four one eight nine. So feel free to share your thoughts on any of these topics and more. And uh, thanks again for uh, listening to the show and your all of you, you guys uh, and ladies, uh, continued support for the show. Much appreciated. And uh, thank you. And uh, let's um let's uh lead off the game let's lead off this game with a little baseball and uh you know the mets uh the mets haven't been playing uh good lately at all i mean they're currently on a four game losing streak i mean you know before this this season, i mean you know basically this week was highlighted with uh Jerry's familiar you know in unfamiliar territory you know, as he blew his first two saves of the se- the season, uh, these past couple of days, uh, I'm trying to refresh my memory. On, I think it was Wednesday and Thursday. Yes, it was right. Exactly, it was Wednesday. Wednesday and Thursday, he uh, he blew the, his first two saves. I mean, he's had some hiccups uh, this season. He's had some chances. Where he, you know, where he almost blew the save, including a bases loaded, no nobody out situation, most recently, uh, but he miraculously got out of that, and uh, you know, unfortunately, he um, he, you know, he blew the the first game of the season after converting, I, I believe, thirty six save, straight saves, and what fifty uh, fifty two saves. Consecutive saves, yep. consecutive saves dating back to last year, uh, where he infamously gave up the home run to uh, Justin Upton, which uh, was basically the low light of last year's season until they, uh, you know, the Uranus Cespedes trade that reinvigorated and ignited the the Met offense and propelled them to to the World Series. Uh, as National League champions. And uh, now they're in similar situation. Uh, they're in dire need of a power bat. 
Uh, apparently, it won't be Jonathan Lee Corey, the um, the catcher from the Brewers. Uh, right now, they're interested in, in uh, Jay Bruce, and they're hoping that whoever they acquire before the August 1st Monday deadline, uh, which would be the first game of the Subway Series between the Mets and Yankees, uh, they're hoping they could get a, a big bat that could provide the same uh, impact that Mike Piazza did from, 90, from uh, 98 uh, to uh, 2005. And speaking of Mike Piazza, uh, Saturday afternoon, uh, he, he, um, after one week after he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, uh, the Mets finally paid due to Mike Piazza, and they finally retired number 31, which was long overdue. Um, and it was a beautiful ceremony. Uh, I would... I would challenge anybody to watch that video to to show, uh, you know how dub, uh, rather uh, the Mets, you know, um, paid their respects to Mike Piazza. They had an awesome video with Mike Piazza. He he's sitting, you know, he he's squatting in front of the um, the home plate, the original home plate of uh, Shea Stadium, which is now you know a parking lot. And while he's and as he walks from the parking lot into the into the into the um into the new ballpark city field, you hear um, audio of his greatest accomplishment as he's walking by, and it's kind of reminiscent of I, I don't know if you're familiar with that with that uh, uh, old school uh, comedy show comedy uh, show Amen, you know like when uh, oh, Sherman yeah. Helmsley's character Deacon, you know he's walking, he's high-fiving people, and, you know, they got the, you know, the iconic theme song in the background, and he's just, you know, it's like you're on, you're along with the ride, seeing who he sees, who he high-fives, and you just, it's like you see a day in the life of Mike Piazza a bit. So he's just walking into the, into the, um, you know, the dugout, and, uh, like, backstage, and then basically the video ends with him, you know, about to open the door, to get into the dugout and then all you see is like this glowing light. And then they transition from that video to, to live with him coming out into the real dugout and, you know, high-fiving and, you know, talking to the, you know, to the current Mets. And then afterwards he goes onto the field, you know, salutes the fans, you know, greets his, his parents and family members and former teammates on the field, Cliff Floyd, uh, Edgar Alfonso, Al Leiter, and you know, it was surprising to see John Franco was wasn't able to make it, you know, today. But you know, he's always John Franco's, you know, usually always there. But you know, it it was a great, you know, it was a great moment seeing Mike Piazza's number finally get, uh, you know, lifted up into the rafters where it belongs. So now there's two players in Mets history uh, that are, that have their na- their numbers retired as Mets. The other one is of course the franchise, Tom Seaver, uh, the man who, who basically put the Mets on the map and uh, you know, basically uh, as the person said in uh, Tom Seaver's hall of fame thing, you know, he turned the Mets from lovable losers into formidable foes. 
And uh, you could say the same thing about uh, uh, Mike Piazza. You know, he 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 was basically the Patrick Ewing of the the New York Mets. You know, he you know he was a legendary player. You know, he had great uh, clutch, uh, so a supporting cast. But unfortunately, he never had that uh, Hall of Fame guy. He never had a Pippin to you know you know, carry the load and uh, get them to the promised land. I mean, he did have clutch guys like, you know, Edgar Alfonso, Robin Ventura, you know, to name a few. And people having career years, but unfortunately Piazza, like Ewing, you know, he he, he didn't have that Hall of Fame guy, uh, you know, in his heyday. But, um, yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, congratulations to you know Mike Piazza. You know he he did New York proud. You know, as a huge Mets fan, you know I I'm happy to see his number retired, him going to the Hall of Fame and uh, basically be a Hall of Famer. So, uh, what's your thoughts on everything? Yeah, I mean it's uh, I agree with everything you said. It's well deserved. He's one of the uh, greatest Mets of all time. One of the greatest um, offensive catchers of all time. Definitely deserves to get his jersey retired. I mean, I didn't see the speech from the Hall of Fame, but uh, you know, I might have to watch the replay. But you know, it's well deserving. You know, and um, he's uh, he's always going to be remembered by New York fans for uh, you know bringing the Mets back into the spotlight again. You know, he uh, he brought back the Mets pretty much. You know, gave him a boost, uh, gave the whole organization a boost after those terrible year, 90s, early 90s years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're you're uh, absolutely right. Yeah, he was, the, he was the second most popular player in New York after Derek Jeter, I would say. Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely agree with that. Well, for sure. sure. Yeah. Congrats to him. Uh, I de- definitely agree with you, and uh, you know the numbers say it all. You know the 396 home runs he hit as a catcher, which is an MLB record. Uh, the 911 home run he hit 10 days after uh, arguably the worst attack you know in American history on American soil on 911. Um, you know he had um, he had Roger Clemens numbers on numerous occasions. And of course, he had some, you know, infamous uh, moments with uh, Clemens. You know, two stick out in my head. Uh, no pun intended. You know, because he <laughs> one of the, the moment he did get beam in the head. But um, you know, and of course, you know, Mike Piazza, man, he just carry, he just carried the the offense on his back, man, and he just he literally, you know, he. Really loved to win. He hate he. It's cliche, but he really hate to lose, man. And he really carried the Mets on the on his back. And unfortunately, he just couldn't get that championship. You know, he, you know, he he beat he he lost to a more experienced, uh, uh, you know, Yankee team in two thousand and you know in ninety nine he lost to the Braves, their their longtime nemesis, who which you know they they want to, they were you know on their path of winning 14 straight division titles. So 
and uh, at that point, the 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 Braves were like what four years removed from winning, uh, you know, the World Series. So you know, they they lost to experienced teams, teams that have, uh, you know, experience in the postseason, much similar to the 2015 match that lost to the Royals team that went to the World Series two years in a row. But um, yeah, I mean, Mike Piazza, you know, he. He, you know, he gave credit to, uh, you know, his teammates, his managers, his, you know, players, the fans, you know, guy's a humble guy. And, you know, he, he, he was an underdog. I mean, this guy was drafted in the 62 round of the, the, you know, MLB draft, you know, and there was like over a thousand players that were drafted ahead of him. And as a result, he was, he became the, the guy with, you know, you know, like the lowest draft pick to be to to go into the Hall of Fame, and he only went to he only made it to the major leagues, you know, apparently as a favor to from his father Vince uh, to uh, his friend uh, Tommy Lasorda to draft him, and all those all these people passed on him, and you know he 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 showed him very quickly because he won the Rookie of the Year, you know, that year. I believe it was ninety two if my memory served me right. So yeah, he I mean he you know, he had a phenomenal career and I'm glad you know, he went in as a Met and uh you know, let's go Mets. And um yeah, going back to the modern day Mets, the Mets are in real big trouble. If they don't make if they don't make a, a trade in this uh trade deadline I'm not, you know, they're doomed basically. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Jay Bruce fan. He's, he's having a, you know, a decent season. You know, he has what twenty plus home runs, I think seventy something RBIs. I mean, that's pretty good. But I don't know. I, I, he is hitting, you know, much better. You know, against lefties. But, um, I don't know. I mean, the Mets need anything to approve this offense. So, you know, they they really need all the help they can get because all these guys are keep going on the DL. Lagares is on the DL. Reyes is on the DL. Um, of course, you know Harvey is on the DL. But uh, there's so many so many people on the DL. Man, it's not even funny. And not to mention the the Mets. They can't they they couldn't hit they couldn't hit you know. Water if they if they fell off a boat, man. I mean they're just really <laughs> bad offensively. I mean the game that they blew, um, I think it was the second game. It was either the first or the second game. Seventh inning, bases loaded, nobody out, and they didn't score. I mean that that shows you right there. All you need to know about the Smith offense, the Smith offense that was supposed to be so potent. And um, they've been anything worse. I mean, they've so far they're statist- statistically uh, the tied for like the worst, worst uh, you know team in, in Mets history with runners in scoring position. I mean, they were batting two two o four like a few days ago. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it's they're probably at the Mendoza line, like one ninety one ninety something, one ninety nine or something, or two hundred or something. So yeah, they're they've been really bad. They really need to improve this offense, and it, it's really 
hopefully next next week I I could have positive news about that. But I don't know. It's not looking good. Mets Mets are in dire need of uh you know offense you know improvement on the offense. They really need a, a shot in the arm you know to get this offense going. Because, uh, but you know, right uh, now. You know, right now they're uh, battling the Cardinals and um, Marlins for that last, you know, the wild card spot. So they uh-huh. have to do something here, you know, in the next upcoming week so that way they can try to secure that wild card spot or else they're doomed because the division nationals are, what, like six, six and a half, seven games right now, something like that? Yeah. And uh, what you what you call the Nationals? Uh, they got Melanson from uh, from uh, the Pirates, so they're improving their bullpen. Pablo Barn is back into the bullpen, uh, you know, like a uh, setup guy now. Um, yeah, man, they they're they're really in they're really in trouble, man. The the you know because of this, the Rockies are right behind them. Rocky, they gotta try to avoid the the sweep later today. I mean, they're 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 in a really bad situation. And uh, speaking of a team, you know, in dire need, the Yankees. Uh, they they recently uh, traded away uh, a guy we all knew who they were gonna trade away, and of course that's Aroldis Chapman. They got him to the Cubs, blockbuster deal. They got his their um you know, uh hit their you know the Cubs. Uh, you know, top prospect, and uh, I think they also got a, their fifth prospect too. Not to mention two other players as well. And uh, it looks like, you know, it, it was a good move for the Yankees. You know, even though they gave up on a guy who's, uh, you know, who throws a hundred plus miles per hour, and yes, he did have some, uh, you know, he had a bad, you know that off-the-field incident, you know, which made him possible, you know, for the Yankees to get him on the cheap, you know. And now he's with the Cubs, so now the Cubs are even more scarier than usual. So what's your thoughts on the whole move? I like the deal. I thought the trade had to be done, you know. Um, Cubs, I mean, they, Cubs didn't really need him. Cubs have a great bullpen as it is right now, but um, – Adding Chapman just made their bullpen even better, um, and you know for the Yankees, the Yankees needs to do this. The Yankees needs to get younger. Um, they need pros- more prospects. I mean, they have prospects right now in the farm system, but um, they just took the Cubs' top prospect, Lieber Torres, who's one of the best prospect shortstops in baseball. Um, you know, hopefully he'll come up in the next several years. Um, may play shortstop, may play second base or third base. You know, we'll have to see what happens. But, you know, I thought that was a great trade. You know, they got Torres. They got um, McKinney, another prospect from the Cubs. Um, they got back Adam Warren, who pitched for us last year, um, to give help in the bullpen. And, you know, it was a great trade. And, um, you know, we still could get – we still could get Chapman back next year. Let's not forget. I mean, he's going to be a free agent. So, you know, this uh, Cubs are leasing him for now. But don't be surprised if you see Chapman back in the Yankees uniform next year. 
Oh, trust me. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing Yankees do when it comes to acquiring, you know, blockbuster talent ever surprised me. Trust me. I've been seeing the Yankees fleece teams, you know, for over 16 years. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens in the off season. Um, yeah. But moving on, you know, moving along, um, what was I going to say? Um uh, the 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 Jets, man, they they finally got the, they finally signed their guy, man, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, th- this whole um, tug of war on you know on you know contracts, you know, basically the 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 Jets, you know, want, you know, wanting him to sign on their terms, and Fitzpatrick basically playing chicken. But uh, finally, you know, he he signed out. He got the one-year deal, and basically, he's betting on himself that, you know, he's gonna have a monster year. You know, he's gonna have a wonderful year like he did last year, throwing like what 31 touchdowns, and uh, basically become a free agent and and max out. And uh, you know, uh, hopefully, he can stay healthy, and. Uh, Get the Jets to the playoffs and hopefully end, uh, you know, their their streak, their their long Super Bowl streak. They haven't won since that that wonderful '68 season. Yeah, you know, um, they needed to get Fitzpatrick back because he had a great year. You know, broke the passing record for the Jets last year, and he has great chemistry with the wide receivers. Um, they mm-hmm. need to get him back because Geno Smith is not gonna. He's not. Let's be honest. He's not. He's not the franchise quarterback for the Jets. You know. So um, it's good that they um, oh. that they resigned them. You know they needed to do that. Oh yeah, uh, Decker and uh, Marshall are very happy to see him back in the fold. Yeah. And uh, hopefully he could stay healthy, and hopefully he could even surpass. Uh, you know. Uh, this past year's numbers, but uh, yeah, let's let's shift gears to uh, a battleground. WWE battleground, man. I, I thought this pay per view pay per view was pretty good. You know, um, trying to remember what happened. Obviously, there was the triple threat match. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose for the WWE title, and uh, basically. You know, Dean Ambrose did what he said he was going to do. You know, he defeated his Shield brothers, and uh, he's he's he kept the title on SmackDown, and he's the new champion. Oh, well, actually, he's he remains the champion, and you know, it was a pretty good match. And he defeated Roman Reigns cleanly. You know, um, if if my memory serves me right, Roman Reigns. Uh, Gave up, gave uh, he he hit the shield, uh, he hit the spear on, uh, on uh, Seth Rollins, and then I think uh, Roman Reigns uh, got the dirty deeds hit on him by uh, Dean Ambrose for the pinfall, and uh, as a result, he you know he uh, you know Dean Ambrose is the, still the champion. Yeah, what was your I thoughts thought that, on that? I thought okay. it was. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good pay per view. Um, you know, some of the things they did on the Raw they should have did on, 
put it on the battleground. Like Sasha Banks mm-hmm. winning the championship, that should have been at battlegrounds, yeah. man. Civil yep. War. You stole, stole my, you stole my, you you just I was just about to say that 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 uh that uh that Sasha Banks one should have been it should have been at uh battlegrounds because uh, that was an epic moment. Um. I guess they feel Raw feels like you know WWE feels it was a good good idea because they have a you know it was the first Raw of the uh, you know the new era officially, so um, you know they have a, a title change, and uh, and then of course they had the number one contender, um, they had two battle fatal four ways, uh, Finn Balor won one of them, and as a result. Uh, he, he defeated uh, uh, Roman, Roman Reigns, uh, who won. Uh, let me sh- let me try to refresh my memory. Um, he defeated Roman Reigns, and then Seth Rollins won another one. So he, no, 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 wait, no, wait, no, wait, no. Let me refresh my wait. But Seth Rollins already Seth Rollins already qualified to go in. Go go to you know to face him at uh, at uh, the the new pay per view event. So Finn Balor defeated Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns also won at a, at, at another fatal four way. So they fought, they Finn Balor defeated um, Roman Reigns um, in you know in his debut his debut day in uh, WWE. So Wasn't now, that for the uh, contender for the Universal Championship? Yeah, the, the new Universal Championship because WWE is gonna unveil a new championship. They're not gonna they're not gonna bring out the the old WCW World Heavyweight uh, Championship belt that they've they brought back I think twice at least twice. They're they're gonna come out with a new championship. We haven't seen how the Universal Championship looks, but um, they should have called it Global Title. It sounds like a super villain title. title. They, they should call it the WWE Global Title. WWE Universal Title sounds like a, a super villain's title, like something that Thanos or Ma- Mandarin or Galactus would be going after. You know, we must get the the Universal Title or something like. You know what I mean? It's like or, or even bring back fiction the title from WCW. That would have been great. <laughs> Yeah, but a TV title is not really a championship title, a championship caliber title. It's like, it's like well, you, it's that like, means you're defending it on TV. You know, you're defending it on network TV. That would be no, great. Yeah, mm, I disagree because they want to say that their title, their title is better than the WWE title, the title that has all the lineage. That's what their point mm. is because they're saying it's bigger than the world. It's the universal champion. It's like, you know what I mean? The WWE title is the world champion, but they're not the world champion. They're bigger than the world championship. They're the universal champions. So they're going to... And they should have brought back the world title then, in that case. (laughs) So basically, they're going to fight Martians and and people from, from from other planets since they're the universal champion. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you... When you the four major sports, unless if you you have a, a team, American team facing a Canadian team, is it are you really a world champion or you, you're just an American champion? 
because you're not finding, <laughs> it's not like you're battling other people in, you know, the other world, you know, even though, you know, generally speaking, you know, America, especially in the top four sports are usually the best, you know. But that that but I digress. Yeah. But if they, um, if they had called it the global title, I mean, that's pretty much like seeing the world title. They should have just brought back the world title, pretty much. Yeah, but I think they want to prove that this is a new era. They don't want to rehash old stuff. They should just. Uh, they want to come out with a new title that's bigger and better than the world, the WWE title. That has all the aura and the mystique and the prestige of all the champions that you know. Since, so what? Uh, I think Buddy Rogers was the first one, if I serves me right, to all the way to Dean Ambrose. So now they want to find a top, they want to get another title that they create a new legacy with. Hmm. And uh, let me or, see. Or what other is it going to be the Universal Title or? WWE Universe title. No, it's WWE Universal. They, they, their excuse is that it's called Universal because of the WWE Universe. But when you when you dig a little deeper, you, they're basically trying to say that they're, the new title is going to be bigger than the WWE title. But yeah, Mick Foley's ex- explanation was that you know that the the titles for the people, you know, WWE Universe. But uh, what what else happened in uh, Battleground? Um, trying to think what. Oh yeah, the Ke- the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn that was an awesome match, man. That, that was, was like a throw. That was a throwback match right there. Like that was a rivalry. Now that's a rivalry people want to see. Unlike uh, Dolph Ziggler versus uh, 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 Baron Corbin, who, who also fought. Um, you know, in that uh, six-pack challenge on SmackDown, which we'll get into uh, very soon. Um, but yeah, basically, the Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens they put their their feud to rest because Sami Zayn upsetted Kevin Owens and defeated him. And that's basically that's the basically the storybook ending. The good guy defeats his former best friend who turned heel. I guess kind of like Rocky, kind of like Rocky Five, you know. Tommy Gunn betrayed Rocky, and he ousted him in the end. So yeah, I guess it was a you know a typical storybook ending, and I think it was great. Kevin Owens didn't really need the win because Kevin Owens, you know, he's he's a future world champion. Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. to me, I think he's like on Kofi Kingston, you know, type level. You know, he's like an intercontinental slash United States champion, you know. A guy, you know, very talented guy. Uh, but you know, he he got that win, that major win. And um, trying to remember what else happened. What's happened on? Uh, Miz and Jimmy Young ended in double disqualification. Oh yes, right, right. That was a lame ending. I guess That's what I, I, I called it too. <laughs> yeah, you did. That is true. You called it. Well, I, I didn't call it yeah, double disqualification, but I knew Miz would not win. He'd find a way to so, somehow there would be some type of disqualification or countout, and then save the 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 Darren Young win for SummerSlam right. coming up next month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's definitely definitely what's gonna happen. 
Um, what else happened at the the pay per view event? I'm I'm trying to remember. My mind is drawing a blank. For um, John, John Cena and Zoncan defeated the club. Oh yes, right. Yeah, as expected. John Cena pinned pinned AJ Styles in the tag team match. Um. What else happened? Uh, uh, I guess I was, defeated I was, New Day. Right. Yes, Bray Wyatt defeated New Day. That was a yeah. That was a that was a good match, and that was Braun Strowman's last day as a New Day member because now he's on his own on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, I guess those were all the member memorable, uh, you know, moments at Battleground. Then you had yep. uh, Raw, and basically Finn Balor is the new, uh, you know, he's he he's the new number one contender along with Seth Rollins, and they're gonna battle it out for the newly un unrevealed uh, WWE Universal Championship, which that's gonna take place at SummerSlam. I wonder if they're gonna wait until SummerSlam to unveil the title, how the title looks. Hmm, that's a good question. And um of course Sasha Bank winning the woman's title. Apparently Charlotte wanted some time off and they're gonna have the rematch at SummerSlam. So congratulations to uh Sasha Banks winning her first title. You know, the woman's title. On yeah, on Monday. Boss. And then Yep. And uh then uh on uh whatchamacallit on SmackDown basically uh you know they said that Shelton Belgerman is gonna return to um you know to, to WWE which is basically it was rumored him and another uh favorite of mine you know wrestlers he's gonna return. I'm not gonna say who you'll find out soon enough. Because that the rumor of Shelton Benjamin Benjamin returning was true, Rhino returned and uh, speared um, um, Heath Slater, who's a, a, a free agent since he was he went undrafted. Um, trying to remember what else happened. Oh yes, um, what you want to call it? Dolph Ziggler? He he defeated AJ Styles and the other uh, members of the six-man challenge to become the new number one contender to face Dean Ambrose. And, you know, he did it with the super kick. So it looks like he's really going to, he's really uh, doing the, he's really getting into the HBK gimmick, you know, being the showstopper and all yeah. that stuff. Show off, as he says. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he has a long way to go. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, he doesn't, to me, he's a very talented wrestler, but WWE has ruined him for the past, what, two years. So I, I don't really see him as a, a credible threat. Yeah, he's talented, but especially his Brand Corbin, he just lost, he just kept lo- losing the Brand Corbin these last, what, eight months or a hundred, it, it seems like a hundred years. They've been battling, battling each other, him and Brian Corbin, I, including even in this six-man, six-pack challenge match. They They were in the same match again. But, um, yeah, yeah, he, uh, and, you know, 
credit AJ Styles. He 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 sold that uh, super kick. So maybe that might be Dolph Ziggler's new finisher. You know. But yeah, I mean, the you know, I'll, let me see what else happened. Uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Natalia fought for each other again. And then, you know, a bunch of women debuted. Uh, Carmella, uh, you know, who who's uh, with, uh, who used to be with Enzo and Kaz in NXT. Uh, Eva Marie returned. Um, I'm trying to think who else popped up. There was some, I think there was somebody else who popped up also, but I can't remember. So basically, the Even women, the women on these days. Well, yeah. She didn't even say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just but, um, <laughs> Yeah, so she's definitely gonna get that that push, you know, being a heel. Um, I'm sure there's something else that happened on SmackDown, but I can't put my finger on it for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, I mean, basically other than the top five, six guys that they drafted, uh, yeah, the, the SmackDown, the middle card is, is very weak. I mean, the women, the women, the women, they don't, the, the women's division in the SmackDown don't even have a title to fight for. Yeah. So, yeah, Be- Becky's basically in wrestling in purgatory. She don't even have a chance to win a title. And she says this dumb feud with Natalia. Can that end already? I know. It really does need to end. That that feud really does need to end. I mean nobody needs to yeah. see that see need to see that feud for real. You have all these people. Yeah, she should have. I agree with that. Especially with with no title. Yep. For real. But uh, you know, we'll let you know what will happen on uh, in the future, you know, I'm William Ramon. He's Macaulay Matthew. Uh, we'll see you next time on Sports of the Legend. You have anything you'd like to say quickly? Check out my show I'm at Saturdays at 11. Come back here, check out Sports of the Legend. It's Sundays at midnight. You're the guy, so we'll see you guys next week. And thank you for coming on the sh- for listening to the show. And uh, I'll see you next week. Peace.